Listen, Mr. Anderson. Oh, not again. This is the sound of inevitability. Hello, I'm Radek. I'm Michael. And this is The Podcast. A sounding board for interesting ideas and insights. We discuss books we read and want to share with you. As well as technology and productivity, which is what we do by day working on our app, Nosby. Or whatever else comes to mind. All right, great. Uh, seems like the last three episodes were about uh, two books. Yep. We discussed uh, Smarter, Faster, Better and uh, How to Fly a Horse. That's right. Um, I say I wanted to uh, share with you some some ideas, uh, you know, some things I've been thinking about related to books, uh, note-taking in particular. Uh-huh. Um, I just connected a, a few things, the, the book reading and note-taking and and some, you know, some knowledge I already had about the way we learn, and I, I, I think I, I, I now have a better pitch, um, a better way to, uh, to persuade uh, someone like you to take good notes while reading books. All right. All right. Um, so, so there's, there's two parts, I guess. Um, the first thing, I, I would say, and. It relates back to what we've been reading, what we've been talking about, uh, about reading lots of books. Uh, is this notion that you know there's virtually no speed lim- speed limit to how fast we can learn? Oh yes. You know, a lot of people, uh, when when thinking about books, they have this irrational um, rationalization, uh, I would say, uh, about why they're not reading more. Uh, because you know, you know, if 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 I read that much, I, I probably wouldn't remember this much. Yeah. Uh, but I don't. I don't believe that. I mean, if you if you read a book every day, then uh, that would be probably that would probably be difficult, unless that was your whole life reading books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but reading like thirty books a year, that's fine. And like, you know, virtually, like for for all pra- practical purposes, there's no speed limit to how fast we can learn. And this is an idea I, I want to make clear, um, but, but, it's important to appreciate the nature of how we learn, of how humans are squishy, uh, wetware brains uh, remember information, because um, we're not computers, we're not hard drives. You can't just upload information from a book into your brain and remember it forever. That's just not how it works. Um, because there's just too much information passing through us and our capacity is limited. So our, our brains are, are very big on um, what programmers would call garbage collection. Uh-huh. Uh, which is that you know, our brains are, are pretty smart about just throwing stuff away uh, that we don't use. Right. Um, you know, kind of actually just just like our, our, our bodies. Like, unfortunately, even if you go to the gym every day for five years, but then you stop, then your muscles will probably atrophy because your body is like, nah, you don't need it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tell me about it. I just did a triathlon after not training for almost two months. I barely finished it. So I know what you mean. Uh-huh. Yeah. And and it, it's similar with remembering things you know just just because something passed through our brains uh, doesn't mean we've really learned it because if 
something seems irrelevant if we only like had this this notion once in our minds and then never recalled it never fetched this information uh then it will get overridden by something else it will just get lost and we won't remember it we will never recall it again I mean, I know this because, for example, like we linked already to our list of books that we read and I I compiled my list of books and some of the books, I just see the title. I'm like, what was this all about? And I know I read it, you know, but I just don't remember. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's because you read it once and that's it. Yeah. Years ago. Right. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, And that's also normal. but, but, But the thing is, if we fetch information... Uh, from our brains multiple times, um, then it gets stronger, right? And even better, if we make connections, if we start realizing how different pieces of information, how different ideas in our minds relate to each other, then we we strengthen connections. We build multiple kind of neural stronger pathways in our brains between these pieces of data, right? Mm -hmm. The, The more we recall something, the stronger... Uh, it gets, right. and it's it's not just a metaphor. It's it's a physical process uh, too. Um, like the the more times a neural uh, pathway is used, it it literally starts building isolation around itself uh, to make it faster, to make to to make the connection stronger, right? And and that's that's the basis uh, for uh, th- there's this there's this technique called spaced repetition learning uh-huh and that's that's a big part of of how I uh, learned English uh, so obviously I, I had I've seen and, and used English in, in some small ways uh, since I was very little because it's everywhere around us in culture and uh, it was at school since third grade so I've been learning it a little bit but then when I when I decided I I need to step up my game, uh, what I use is I use this this cool app. Uh, I mean, awful looking, but but <laughs> really great nonetheless. App called uh, Full Recall, and that was an app for spaced repetition learning. So the way it would work is you'd you'd put stuff in, right? You, you'd put a a word in Polish, say a question, and an answer, right? And you'd like input data, and then. Uh, you'd go through a session with the app every day where it would show you a question, then you think about the answer and you press show me an answer. And then you would rate your recall uh, from from zero to five, right? Where zero is, I didn't remember at all, to five, which is, I, I, I just know it, right? And based on, on that information, the app would intelligently uh, schedule another repetitions. So that first, when you first like input this information, try to when you first try to input this information to your brain, you have to repeat it, you know, the same day and then the next day, and then probably three days from now is fine. But then if you stopped, perhaps you wouldn't remember. Maybe you would, but maybe you wouldn't. But then so it will schedule another repetition in two weeks, and then in three months, right? And like the the point is, uh, you you repeat in a in a spaced pattern where you strengthen the connection and at at first when it's very weak you have to do it often and then when it's strong 
then you only need it rarely until you don't need it at all. It's like, for example, Pimsleur method, I think is very similar because um, I was studying, you know, with an audiobook actually, uh, Pimsleur mm-hmm. um, uh, Japanese, because when I was going to Japan uh, and I was learning Japanese and it was like that. I mean, the first lesson would be, you know, some new stuff. And then in the second lesson, like half of this was just repetition of the first lesson. And there were like small variants of what was in the first lesson, adding some more stuff, adding some more things. And in third lessons, there were there were some other repetitions. So it was like, it was there was lots of repetition uh, going on with each uh, yeah. lesson. And this helped me pretty quickly, you know, be able to speak a little bit Japanese, you know, and, you know, um, and yeah. now, and then when I went to Japan, I could you know, ask basic questions, you know, get around, you know, uh, order things in the restaurant and these things. Yeah. And for me, this technique, this space repetition learning uh, with this app was really big. Um, in like, before that, I knew some basic English. I, again, I had it in school for many years. Um, and, and, and that was, I think, in, in uh, ninth, ninth grade that I did that. And I decided, okay, I need to step up my game. And then within six months, within half a year, I, I put like 2,000 words and phrases into this system and I mastered them, okay? It, it, it was a system and, and that was big because this, this gave me this um, basic threshold where before I, I couldn't easily, for example, read a, a Wikipedia article because it, it doesn't use simple English generally, right? right. It, I, even if I would like know basic English, I, I couldn't handle it. But when I knew, you know, 2,000 words and phrases, uh, you know, on top of the super basic ones I already knew, then I could read them. And then all the rest was organic, just through time, through reading and writing and whatnot, uh, I got to the point where I am now. But this space repetition learning was big. All right. But anyway, uh, the way this connects to book reading... When you merely read a book, um, and especially if you read a lot, so you you are exposed to a lot of information uh, from books, uh, it's easy to lose out a lot on comprehension because mm-hmm. you might remember the core concept uh, if, if there is one. Like a lot of books, we discussed this, a good book generally has this one core concept that just sticks in your mind, and that's good, okay? And you might even... The book might still be a very good thing, even if you don't remember it. Also, we discussed this because you might get convinced about a thing or two. You might, you know, shape your thinking in a way. But still, uh, you might totally forget half of the insights. You might, you know, miss out on a lot of new ones that would be important. And and because you haven't, you haven't really remembered it well enough, you wouldn't notice the connections between those like limited insights from insights from the next books and not just the next book where you would still remember it but you know 10 books down the line perhaps you wouldn't notice the connection because it was you 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 forgot it right it might have changed you and that's a good thing and you might remember the core concept but you might have forget the the small things which were still very valuable and since you had like no reason to review what you've learned and most books aren't so amazing, 
you'll just, you know, daydream thinking about them. There are books like that, but most of them aren't, even if they're really good. Much of the information is, is lost, and not just noise, but really good stuff. But think about the process when you take good notes, okay? You first listen to, to the book, right? That's, that's the first, the, 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 the zeroth repetition, right? And then, like, after each session of, for example, listening of an audiobook or, or reading a paper book, you, you, just, you just jot down a, a very quick note, right? Just to a keyword or, or two to remember it, right? Uh, so that's first repetition. Just, just, just the act of writing it down from what you still remember very well is a repetition and it strengthens this, this connection, this, this notion. And then as you're reading it, you probably see uh, you know, the notes from a day ago or, or a week ago as you're reading the book, and, and that helps. And when you finish, you kind of look through the notes and kind of synthesize them from, from these quickly jotted down keywords uh, to something that will be intelligible in the future, right? That's another repetition. And then when you have that, when you have something that will be understandable to you after a while, you, you know, after two weeks or a month from when you've read the book, you'll reread then the notes. And then even though you still remember it and it won't be a surprise that, oh, I totally forgot about it, you, you'll have this, this new fresh perspective on it, right? Because things happen in between. Maybe you've read another book in between and then you'll be like, ah, actually that's interesting, right? And again, you'll strengthen the connection. And from time to time, uh, what I do not very often, but from time to time, I get back to my older notes. Like this is this is part of the reason why I publish them on, on my site. It's it's not that it's very important for it to be public, but it's just in a place that that's solid, right? And so, for example, lately when I finished reading Smarter, Faster, Better, I reread the notes of again Smarter, Faster, Better of Originals of How to Fly a Horse of Your Brain at Work, and, and these four books were. Related in a way, mm-hmm. not very directly, but they were they had concepts that kind of overlapped each other. Yep. And because I, I reread those books after you know many months from from reading them, as I from from the newest one, and kind of compared them, I noticed new things, right? And and all of these ideas kind of grew stronger. And the things which are are not very relevant, I kind of skip over them. But but because I reread it, and it's in writing, right? I don't have to reread the whole book because it's still there, but I have these anchors because of my notes and it gets stronger and stronger. And it's not just something I've, the book isn't just an experience I've had in the past. It's it's part of like the building blocks of, of my thinking because I can review it and think about it again and, and just remember it like concretely as this idea coming from this book and not just a vague notion that I generally have in my brain, but totally forgot what I got it from. And I, I've just, I haven't been doing it for a very long while. It's mostly this year that I've started, um, and last year actually. Uh, but so far, I've already found it very useful. And, and it is this kind of space repetition learning that you kind of distill the book to the notes, to the smaller part, and then you can just skim through it, but still notice new things and remember it better and, and have those insights from it actually like accessible in real, 
life afterwards. One of one of the things I really liked doing at school when I was still at school was doing cheat sheets, you know, for mm. actually cheating on exams. But right, right. I never used them later on the exams because I didn't have to. Because right, because sure. Yeah, of course. of course, I'm the, you know, I never used them. I'm the, you know, I'm the, I'm the Boy Scout here. But what I really mm-hmm. liked about the process of doing a cheat sheet was I was forced to condense the knowledge and put her, I mean, put the knowledge in a, in a, you know, short piece of paper or, I don't know, somewhere else, but mm-hmm. condense the knowledge, you know, focus on it and learn it. And because I have pretty good memory, then later, actually, I wouldn't really need the cheat sheet, usually, because I, because I learned it. It was my way of learning, actually. You know, that was my favorite way, yeah. way of learning. And um, uh, not just, you know, repeating and re- rereading something, but actually rewriting it in a more condensed form. Yes. You know? That's, that's a good point. And, and uh, that's why um, people were, you know, asking me why, you know, apart from, you know, why are you doing cheat sheets, right? But it forced me to first rewrite things again and write them in a more condensed form. So you had this mm-hmm. repetition thing that you're talking about and mm-hmm. editing because you had to really, you know, put it in a condensed form. So this this strengthens your comp- comprehension because, you know, to, to, mm-hmm. to, to, to put something in a more condensed form, you have to really understand it to be able to do yeah. it, right? So I remember this helped me so much because I was then really ready. I was like, I had this, you know, these things in, a, in my brain. And recently... Thanks to us here talking on the podcast about the books and you reminding me of actually taking notes when I read the book. Um, I started doing that again because I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And I regret now because uh, lots of these books where I didn't take notes, I'm like, oof, um, it's hard. So I cheat again. Mm-hmm. And what I do is when I want to get back to a book that I read, but I don't have any notes, I go to Amazon reviews. And very often, yes. and very often in Amazon reviews, there are, there are actually notes of other other people there, not just review yes. of the book, but really notes of other people. Yes. So this really helps me then get back to the book, you know, reread the just just the, you know the the gems from the book. Uh, okay, some somebody else's gems, but still mm-hmm. uh, gems nonetheless. So this really helps me also, you know, get back to to re-understanding uh, the book. Yeah. So let me connect what you've just said to uh, to the to the whole space repetition thing. Uh, writing something can be better than reading it. Explaining it yes. uh, can be a better form of learning than learning itself, right? When you, like, it's, it's, it's a very good, good point. Rewriting is, like, forces you to make your, your vague thoughts structured. Yeah. And, and therefore, actually le- relearn it. Like, when we... When we uh, and actually connected back to, to the uh, last week's discussion, when we design things, we on design fight we don't just discuss it because then it's just a vague idea in someone's head. No, we write it down, and when you write it down, you notice, oh, actually, I didn't know the subject as well as I thought I I did, right? And through writing about it, you learn something new about the subject or about yourself. And and, and similarly, like uh, I I have a close friend who's uh, who who tends to like just to listen to um again ideas and, and insights like, like like we discuss uh on the show and it's really great it's really great I, I i i love explaining you know interesting things i've i've learned or interesting uh concepts because through teaching it i learn myself and i learn better than if i just thought it somewhere in my head and and, and so like notice what we do here on the show we share it, we teach it, we explain it, but we learn ourselves. 
notice how how often when we talk like it's another repetition right of course but it's not just repetition it's also we we do it the other way around instead of just you know uh you know putting uh knowledge inside we kind of share it to the world and and through doing this we notice something new just notice how often we discuss something i i say kind of my interpretation interpretation of it and then you connect it to, to something else and i'm like ah i see because it's interesting, huh? I haven't noticed this connection. And now that I did, it's it's stronger in my mind. And I'll remember it better. And this this insight just, just grows more nuanced. Yeah, totally. And and you know, for the listeners, we the only preparation we have is that our our own notes we we don't you know discuss before the show what you're going to say what i'm going to say you know no we we have no clue how discussion we just know the subject we just know the book we're going to discuss and we have our notes and we just clash them here live on the podcast mm-hmm. so that's why that's why it's also uh, like this is our learning experience and you get to witness it <laughs> <laughs> totally totally yeah so what i do now is what you advised me to do is that Every like every time I I I um, listen to like a chunk of a book, especially with mm-hmm. audiobooks, it's really hard to take notes. And especially if you're, for example, go on a like you know ten kilometer jog, jog. Yeah. So when you go for a ten kilometer run, it's like you know one hour you're out uh, running. So it's hard. But because um, I am not a pro triathlete, uh, I decided to you know if I if there is a very big insight I want to not jot down, what I do is I stop. I stop, I take out the the, 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 the phone, I write it down, mm-hmm. and I go back. And um, I've uh, also learned uh, a little bit better how to use dictation also on the on the iPhone. So so I actually uh. Uh, dictate uh, the, the information to the uh, to the iPhone. So uh, you know what I would like if uh, the notes app or, or just some I'm sure there's some app out there that does this, and I want to know the name of it, where I could dictate, but but save it as audio in between texts. So I could jot down notes, but if, if I'm in a situation where I, I can't, or I don't want to stop because I'm running, that, that I could just, you know, without stopping, I could quickly, like, start dictating. But the, the system dictation, like, conversion to text can be very lossy, it can screw things yes. up. But if it's as audio, that's fine, right? That'd be great. If if someone knows this, please email us. Yeah, but but uh, exactly, please email us. And so maybe you know that you know actually we are on the eve of new product launches on the uh, Apple side. So maybe the new Apple Watch will be more you know capable and will you know be able to you know not eve. It's today. It's in oh, yeah. It's today actually four tonight. hours as we record. Right. So but tonight it's going to be over. Uh, you know when it's released. Yeah, tonight the new iPhone and the new Apple Watch, uh, supposedly. We don't know that. So. We'll see because um, I tried. Uh, I have this workflow on my on my Apple Watch where I can dictate to the watch and it saves in a file on Dropbox. But because how you know Apple Watch version .o works, it's mm-hmm. um, it's not really reliable. And it, and and as I said, it converts to text and usually it does it in a very awkward way, especially that I'm not a native English speaker. But anyway, what I do is I take more notes than I used to. What I'm just saying is that mm-hmm. I, I sometimes really stop to just write write down something, just because I I just don't want to you know lose it, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and then I, then I continue, 
And uh, I'm really happy about it because then, as you said, then when I get back to the nodes, I read them from scratch again. So I have the second repetition and then the third repetition. Yeah. So so I, I, I got this. I haven't had it before. And um, I usually, you know, because I use Evernote, I usually have them as uh, in shortcuts and Evernote. So I very easily to access like the, the most recent book that I'm reading. So this way I can really take notes. And uh, yeah. This is, this is really uh, this has been really helpful for me to to and now I have these notes and now I should uh, what I should do is I should write a blog post about it also on my blog to just yeah. again do go through the repetition go to go through my notes <laughs> go through your notes uh-huh. and go yeah. through notes on Amazon and just uh, write something about it but uh, yeah, there's never time for that yeah I know it, it's hard but I, I would I would I would love it if, if you'd actually publish your notes on your site. Right. If if because I, I know you have a list of the books you read somewhere on your site, but it's it's not linked to like from like nowhere on the you have to know don't know the URL, and you know it would be great. Like uh, very often when we talk about books, uh, I I would put a link to my notes in the show notes, and there should be a link to your notes too. Yeah, but it's not there. Yeah, totally. So so yeah so. Um... Yeah, this, that's why, as you said, you know, this, this is really, I mean, this has changed, you know, the way I, I process information now because of, because I'm, I'm taking notes and I regret not having been doing that before. Oh, well. Yeah, but, but what, what, I, what I did, you know, promise myself to do, you know, let's see how this goes, um, yes. is, um, is to actually review the list of the books on my site and mm-hmm. the ones that don't have any notes attached to them. I'm going to go through either, you know, your notes and your and Amazon notes to just you know just remind myself mm-hmm. about these books a little bit more you know and um, that sounds like a task for a TGIF yeah this seems like a task for TGIF for our friday thing yes and it's actually mm-hmm. it's actually there for friday on schedule in Nosby <laughs> for friday this task because um, right. i want to force myself to get back to these books because yeah because then i might find this information in my brain you know when i was you know reading them Okay, that was quick. Uh, we're like 25 minutes in, probably. Um, I have maybe one one idea I wanted to uh, to share. All right. Uh, so first of all, uh, I think I I would um, like my, my pick for the week would be the book The Inevitable, uh-huh. uh, and you you can treat it as a as a homework. All right. Uh, for the listeners, uh, we discussed this. We'll, we'll probably discuss the book somewhere in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm waiting for you to read it because there's some interesting uh, ideas there. Uh, but but I wanted to discuss one, one of them because it's also related to reading. Uh, so in short, The Inevitable is a, a book about the future. It's ideas about uh, the ways the future will be shaped. And uh, the the trends that make this change inevitable. Mm-hmm. So obviously this is a book about the future. This is speculation. There's plenty of books like that. Uh, there's another one I read this year, which was called Industries of the Future, which is also interesting. Uh, but I like the inevitable because it it came from the assumption that like it wasn't about like industries or like things in particular that will change, but more like there's, I think, like 12 trends um, uh, that will drive the future. And there was an examples of how they could play out, uh, but with the the disclaimer that that the exact um, implementation of them might turn out to be very different. Right. It was more like 
certain things in technology make certain trends almost inevitable. All right. Right? Like uh, generating um, power from coal, you know, electricity from, from coal makes centralization inevitable, right? It's not about the culture. It's just that's what the technology dictates, right? Mm-hmm. And there's other things. Like there's a lot of things that uh, cheap computation and uh, networking everything is inevitable. So anyway, anyway, I'm getting distracted again. Uh, the, the, there was a chapter that that talked about uh, that talked a lot about books uh, and information and books of the future, and it strangely the author didn't even mention one word about audiobooks, which was interesting. Hmm. Having listened to an audiobook version of his book, uh, but the, there there wasn't this exact. Um, uh, vision that you describe, but but I I really like an idea I I I I got I developed from the book about an audiobook of the future. All right. So here's the thing: I I really believe that um, more and more people will listen to audiobooks. It's not for everyone, and not for everyone in all circumstances, and that's fine. But just having seen by myself um, and the fact that you mentioned to it to me years ago and I've ignored you until I I tried it and then I saw wow this is so great uh, I can see I think a lot of people will find it a great way of consuming books but sometimes audiobooks can be annoying uh, because they're not searchable they're yes. not you can't access what's there you like the best you can do, you, you can't skim through an audiobook. The best you can do is play it at two x or three x, but that's that's still not the same. You like oftentimes I'm like I'm all you know again riding a bike or whatever while listening to a book, and then I I know there was this 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 passage this this fragment which I I, I couldn't remember exactly, but it's important and I want to take note of that. Mm-hmm. And then it can be difficult to get back to it. Right in the Audible app, like yeah, I guess I could pull up my phone and then tap then then the like the bookmark button and then I could get to it more easily. But it's still it it can be annoying. And you know what would be great uh, in the future a hybrid uh, kind of book on Audible when you when you buy an audiobook you get an offer to or just a link. I I don't even know if if it's cheaper, but you get a link to buy. A matching Kindle book. Yeah, but you know what? I I think it should be one and the same. If if you buy an, an audiobook, you should have access to the text version, exactly. and and not just access to the text version. But what would be great if uh, would be if I could, in a way, see the transcript of the book as I was listening to it. Mm-hmm. So what I would have loved is just okay. I I got back from from my bike ride and I, I I want to get back to a part. So I'm I'm at my computer or my you know futuristic iPad 17 inch whatever Pro Pro Plus, uh, yeah. and then I see the book in the text form, but not just you know uh, grouped by chapters, but grouped by sessions as I was listening to it. Right. Right. Yeah. I could see. Okay. So. Today, between this hour and this hour, I listened to this, and mm-hmm. I could I could see this fragment of text, not based on the chapter it was in, but based on the time as I was listening to it. 
And with timestamps al along the way uh, of like the time in which this passage was uh, whispered to my ears, right? And that would be so great if, if, if I could access this information in a text form, right? As a hybrid. It's just the same information in two different ways. In different, I'm in different contexts, so sometimes I wish to listen to it, and sometimes it makes sense to access the text version. And just think about it, and if you could, you know, interact with an app, for example, just through the, you know, through the clicker, that you would be able mm -hmm. to, for example, dictate, you know, uh, like make a bookmark or dictate in the same time when you're listening, right? And mm -hmm. what you just said, you, I would dictate right now, yes. you know, I'm listening to something, I'm just going to stop it, dictate it right now, and, and then continue. And then, you know, the app knows exactly when it was. It was my dictation. It can save both and try to transcribe it if it wants. So this mm -hmm. way, I, I have a whole history of my listening with my thoughts mm -hmm. in, 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 inside and with my bookmarks and with, you know, the whole thing, the whole enchilada. So this way, the book becomes yeah. more interactive, you know, and the listening yeah. becomes more interactive. And you, and as you said, you can recall things and, and get back to things. Yeah, exactly. And right now we see only a sliver of it. Mm -hmm. The technology is really already there. It's just not all connected to each other, right? If you read a book on your iPad on Kindle, you can you can bookmark things. You know, you can add notes, but it it should be hybrid, text mm -hmm. and audio. Uh, you know, you could listen to an audiobook and add a note in text, or maybe you can't type on your phone. You'd dictate. And it would still be added. It would be transcribed and available as the original audio, uh, as you dictated, to the to the point in text and in audio uh, in which you decided, wow, I have to comment this, right? Yeah. And you could see other people's like most, you know, most commonly uh, marked um, fragments of, of text. Uh, I don't think Kindle does that just yet, but you can see that on, on Medium, for example. Mm-hmm. On, on the blogging platform, like the, 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 the most commonly like highlighted passages. And and books should really be hyperlinked. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like the it's a a book as a as a medium uh is not going to, to die. There there is something very persuasive about reading one long thing about a subject. Uh, but sometimes you just need fragments of it or, or like there's so many ideas and books that are connected to one another. Like why just have in a paper book a, a passage that quotes some book uh, that, you know, somewhere on the back of the book, you have the name of the book uh, that, that's quoted. And no, 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 no. It's, it's a quotation and, and you, you, you tap the quotation and you access the book that's, that, that's quoted, right? Like it, it, it should all be connected to each other um, in a very smart way, and 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 like you, you'd have this like cloud of connected information. That would be great. Anyway, I, like there's this idea also. I don't know if it actually because I saw the highlights in the Kindle versions, for example. That that's and you can see the highlights of you know people. That that's that's for sure. But can you actually link to a specific page in a book, like so that that you know you can see actually the context and 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 the, the, I don't think so. I don't think so. No. This would be, I mean, awesome. If you, if I could like link in my blog post, you know, to exactly the phrase, and then this phrase would, you know, be there, and you could open it, mm -hmm. and you could buy the book. Then, you know, I wasn't sure think about it, you know. <laughs> but anyway, Audible, yeah. I think Audible or any other, you know, audiobook platform should think about making the books more interactive. Think about, you know, making them better 
to be able to, to, to read them and to take notes while reading and not just focus on, you know, speed, you know, twice the speed yeah. or something like that. Amazon is, is in, a, in the best position to do this because they have largest bookstore in the world. They yep. have Kindle, they have paper books and they own Audible. This is a subsidiary of Amazon. So, so they could do it. I, th there's some things that could be problematic just, just from the standpoint uh, of deals, right? Yeah. The, like it's, it's so annoying. Oh man, the, there's audiobooks I want to get, but I have a problem getting them because they're not available in your region. I mean, screw this. This is like so like some sort of weird old time thinking like yeah digital media that's available regionally yeah it just <laughs> what the hell is wrong with i you? mean this has been my this has been my you know my uh my my nightmare with 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 netflix you know yeah. it depends in which country i am then my netflix subscription contains different <laughs> content you know i can watch like i um i wanted to continue watching a show that i was watching uh in in, in started watching on, on vacation i came back <laughs> and then i can't watch it anymore because it's not available in my region and i'm like but it's the same netflix it's the same account like why yeah. right i mean these are artifacts that will eventually disappear but still they're just yeah ridiculous and and again why they will disappear uh, because it's inevitable exactly that's, that's a trend that the technology makes almost inevitable and of course you can put up legal barriers but technological <laughs> there's no technological barrier if if you can copy something for free you can put up legal barriers but eventually the inevitability of the trend will come to you and and you realize like like you'll be forced out of the market or amazon's jeff bezos will force you to accept the the the, the future and that's just the way it's going to be because technology <laughs> makes it inevitable and this is the moment where we put the quote from from the Matrix. Listen, Mr. Anderson. Oh, not again. This is the sound of inevitability. You hear that, Mr. Anderson? That is the sound of inevitability. I love that one. 